Hi everyone, so I'm really excited to be joined today by MBDA. So welcome MBDA, thank you for being here with us. Um, so who is MBDA? They work with all three of the armed forces and they design missiles and missile systems. So welcome everybody and hopefully today you'll get a real insight about who MBDA is, the recruitment process, any hints and tips and the journeys through their internship to their graduate opportunities. So just do some introductions. Um, Taylor, so Taylor's somebody who I work with on, it seems like a daily basis, Taylor, at the moment, but probably <laughs> yeah. when things are normal on a weekly or monthly basis. Um, Taylor's a HR advisor. Um, we are going to go on in a little while about people's perceptions of MBDA. And then at the end of the webinar, we're going to have a brief chat on the recruitment process um, and any hints and tips that Taylor wishes to give to the audience. So thanks for joining us, Taylor. Um, just to move on to Alice. So Alice um, went to the University of Nottingham. She studied integrated masters in physics and astronomy. Thanks for making that really difficult for me to say, Alice. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she did an internship between the third and fourth years um, of university. Jamie has a master's, master's in aerospace engineering and studied at Bath University and did an internship at MBDA um, after his second year. So welcome, Jamie. Um, Becky's a little bit different, aren't you, Becky? So Becky studied um, maths and then went on to study mathematical sciences at the University of Liverpool. Um, Becky actually did an internship with Teach First um, and then decided to move away from the education sector and go on to um, the defence sector at MBDA. So we're going to speak to Becky in a little bit more detail about that later on in the webinar because um, I think the transition from you know, one sector to another will be quite different and I think a lot of our audience out there will be, will be thinking, well, I did an internship at one sector. You know, should I go on to something different as a graduate? Um, so I do think that insight that you can give Becky will be, will be really valuable to our audience as well. Um, so your positions at MBDM. So Becky and Jamie are both systems engineers. Um, and Alice, a little bit different, is a systems test engineer. So everybody will get to know a little bit more about um, what they do in their, in their jobs, favourite projects and everything else like that a little bit later on in the webinar. Um, so normally I wouldn't introduce Sophie, my colleague, which to me, she's there. Um, but you'll have seen Sophie around the site on loads of these webinars that we've been running as well. Um, but I do want to share with you some news. Um, Sophie doesn't know that I'm going to do this. So she's either going to smile or cry, I don't know. Um, but Sophie's actually been promoted this week to company director at Gradcracker, um, which is a massive achievement. You know, Sophie works really, really hard. Um, so I just wanted to let all the audience know um, and just want to say a massive congratulations because it is a huge achievement. So well done, Sophie. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Live on air. <laughs> Live on air. I've already prepped. I've already prepped MVDA because of this stuff, so yeah. But yeah, well done. Credit or credit's due. Um, so our history, Gradcracker's history with MBDA has been a very long one. So they've advertised with us um, from right, right at the beginning. And they advertise their internships and um, graduate opportunities with us. I have actually had the pleasure to go to their head office in um, Stevenage. I mean, it's, it's a brilliant site, really interesting. I um, went there a couple of years ago now. And I think, um, Alice and Becky, that's where you're based now, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think that's right. 
I think Becky was, was nodding away. Um, so, but they also have offices in Bolton, um, Bristol and across the globe. And um, Jamie has actually worked from the Bristol office. Yep. Um, so we have recently, just to give you a bit of background with what we've been doing with MBD on the hub, um, so we've recently made a lot of um, amends and updates to the hub. Um, so things like, there's information on there, including things like the application process, which Taylor will speak about a little bit later on, um, what life is like at MBDA, key, key benefits, um, also things like the work-life balance and how MBDA would support you as a student through things like your chartership and um, flexible working, funding towards um, further studies as well. So there's lots of information on the hub. Um, we actually made the MBDA opportunities live this week as well. So they've got lots of internships, lots of graduate opportunities, which you can go and apply for. The customer relations team were nearly crying because there were I think it was about 90 positions that we, that we added to the site. Yeah. So thanks, Taylor. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but they're all there now. Um, so really watch this webinar intently and then afterwards go and apply to the opportunities because there's definitely going to be something there for you. Um, first, I'd like to start with you, Taylor. So we've given yeah. the audience um, a general overview of MBDA, you know, who you are, what you do and everything else. But if I could ask you to give more of a, a, a detailed um, overview of who you are. So, for example, if we could start with how the business started at, at, right at the beginning. Yeah, so we're kind of an amalgamation of lots of different companies. Um, people always ask us what MBDA stands for. It kind of used to stand for the companies that all joined together. And then it became so big that we kind of just added a dot in between the D and the A um, to kind of show all those other companies that joined. Um, but we're kind of the only European company that designs and produces missiles and missile systems to kind of meet the needs of the armed forces. Yeah. Um, we have 11,500 employees um, and we recruit, as you said, a lot of early careers members, so over 200 each year, uh, which creates a really good community feel at MBDA. Yeah, and those graduates there so split across all three of your sites, is that correct? Yeah, I'd say the main um, site would be our Stevenage site, mm -hmm. um, and then there's a few in Bristol and Bolton as well. Yeah, brilliant, thank you. Um, and obviously everybody knows that NVDA is a missile, um, you know, makes missiles in a nice sense, but when a student applies, what are the common misconceptions of MBDA? Do you ever get anything that people just say the same thing all the time or ask the same questions that you kind of want to myth bust? Um, so before people do know MB MBDA, people mistake us for MBNA, the credit card company. Uh, do they? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, people also don't realise who our shareholders are. So people yeah. know the companies of BAE, Leonardo and Airbus, but don't actually realise that they're our shareholders. Yeah. Um, so we have a lot to do with all of those companies as well. Mm -hmm. um, I also think that candidates don't always realise the vast majority of roles that we have. Um, we have roles across business and engineering uh, sectors um, and that there's lots of dis different disciplines within that, that. So it's really worthwhile going on the hub, looking at all the different roles that there are yeah. and seeing if there is something for you and actually you are able to apply for up to three roles. So make sure you make use of that opportunity. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you, Taylor. It was funny because um, when we were prepping for this webinar, I said to Taylor, oh, 
can I ask about what projects you're working on? You know, what's the five-year plan of MBD? And Taylor's like, no, no, Carla, <laughs> it's all top secret. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. I was a little bit upset. So we can't tell, we can't tell the audience any, you know, any um, secret information, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, so thank you, Taylor, for that introduction. Um, what we're going to do now is move on to um, Sophie, company direct Sophie, and um, the rest of the, the grads um, and speak about their individual journeys. Um, I mean, some of you have done absolutely fantastic things there, so I'm really keen to learn, you know, find out a bit, little bit more about what you've been up to and everything else. So, Sophie, over to you. Thank you, Carla. Um, yes, yeah, so we're just going to start by talking to everybody because everyone has done some sort of internship, whether that be with MBDA or, in Becky's case, with Teach First. Um, so I'm going to start with Becky because as your internship journey was a little bit different um, to Alex and um, Alice and Jamie, I just kind of wanted to understand a little bit more about your Teach First experience and then how that kind of impacted what your decision was after that to come to a company like MBDA. Yeah, sure. Uh, so... I was always told when I was younger that I was, I was good with people and I was told that a likely career choice for me coming from the Northwest was to be a teacher. There's not that many engineering opportunities up there. There's much more down south. So I kind of thought I'd work towards that. I went and did my maths degree because that's what I was good at. And then I did my internship with Teach First and though it was a great opportunity and I got paid for the opportunity, it just wasn't for me. Um, I thought there was, there was more out there that I wanted to get to know. I'd been in education my whole life. Yeah. But it, it meant that I then worked towards a career that I thought I was going to do forever and realised, oh dear, you know, I'm, I've now not got any relevant experience. But in actual fact, what these companies are looking for is the fact that you've dedicated yourself to an internship. So it, it was helpful in getting a position at MBDA. Never discount any information that you think might not be you know, relative. Showing you're a hard worker and you want to put yourself out there for opportunities is just as valid as working in an engineering based company. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, it was it was awesome. But I just thought engineering was going to be more interesting and I took a punt. I'd never heard of MBDA before I applied and suddenly got offered a, a job opportunity and thought, well, I guess I'm moving to Stevenage then. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a great opportunity, but much happier in the field I'm in now. Great. And how, how do you say that um, the skills that you kind of picked up during that internship, so from the education sector, were transferable into sort of the defence industry, what, what sort of things did you learn from that that you have transferred into your job now? To be honest, with working in education, you, you work with a variety of age categories. You know, teachers can be varying in age and you work with all different age categories with children. And though I don't work with, with children as a core part of my job, I do do a lot of STEM outreach and I wanted to keep that going because I do enjoy education. I do enjoy um, pushing people to reach the best of their limits and Seeing STEM outreach happen at MBDA is how I've sort of pulled in all the skill set that I'd, I'd learned from the education sector. Uh, just being able to speak to people of varying levels and varying ages and varying abilities has really helped me understand a, a vast variety of people in the engineering firms that I've worked in. That's great. And I think um, it's what you're saying about you know, transferable skills and just because you do an internship in one, one area doesn't mean that that's, you know, your career set after that. You, you, you do an internship to learn whether that career path's right for you, don't you? And, you know, in some cases it is, and in other cases you think actually I want to take a slightly yeah. different path. So I think that's really good guidance for our audience as well. Um, something else I wanted to kind of touch on is what was the kind of process? Because obviously with Alice and Jamie who did the internship and then came back to MBDA, how did your journey differ? You know, how did you find joining MBDA as a graduate when you hadn't taken that same journey? 
Yeah, sure. So I think Alice and Jamie probably had the opportunity of an offer coming through the door without going through the same big process of applying to a graduate scheme. But if I'm not mistaken, they went through that just to get the internship. Yep. So really, we had the same process, though I did it a year later for the graduate opportunity, whereas they took either an undergraduate or a summer placement opportunity. So them getting the job back here, they proved who they were in their internship. They were asked to come back, which is a great accolade. And so they didn't have to go through the process all over again. Though I'd been and done an internship elsewhere, it wasn't applicable to MBDA. They didn't know me from Adam. So therefore, I went through the whole process. So we went through the same process just at different times, but maybe Alice and Jamie can corroborate that. Okay, cool. And was there a lot of um, fresh graduates without doing internships as well, or was the majority of people doing internships and then returning? To be honest, it was quite a big intake in, in my intake. So Alice and I were both graduate software engineers and there were eight of us. So there's a bit of a mix of people who had come and, and worked here and, and a few of us who were fresh out of the box. So the only difference really that I could have noticed was that they knew the people around them already and they were able to just slide into conversation with everybody else. But because we were all graduates in the same boat, everybody looked out for each other. So we were introduced to the same people. And yes, they, they had some prior knowledge because I'd never written code before. So, I mean, Alice will have written code in that that summer placement window so I was a little bit behind naturally but it, it was marginal it, it was hardly any difference really if, if I'm honest it was great to have the team around us and the people who work at MBDA really are who it, it's what makes the company you know it's the work's extremely interesting I'm not gonna uh, have anything to say about that but the people really really do make the business great yeah. yeah yeah unfortunately yeah, I work on site every day of the week so I work on the secret network every day so I can't actually delve into the technicalities but I can tell you what I do okay cool well yeah we're going to come back to you in a bit then Becky and we're going to find out more about your life as a graduate but I'm going to um, shoot over to Jamie now um to start and find out a little bit more from you Jamie about your journey because you did your internship and then returned to graduate so when you were looking for your internship what made you choose MBDA um, I hadn't really heard of MBDA, but my friends had, so we dropped by the careers there, and it was, I found it quite interesting. I liked that I could work in Bristol. It seemed like something different that I wouldn't have naturally contemplated. Um, for me, what actually sold it was the interview day. So we had presentations from the department we'd be hired into. We saw the site. We had a rundown of how the early careers program structured what opportunities there were training residential courses and the outreach benefits like becky mentioned uh, and then just normal working benefits um, for example i think all of us here would agree that the flexi time scheme is a major perk that we have so that allows for flexible working setting your own hours and the, uh, the opportunity for loads of time off as well so that's just another uh, it was another selling point to me um, I didn't actually think I did that well on the interview day, so I didn't really think too much about it. Uh, but when I'd been selected, I kind of thought about it again and was quite happy to accept that I, I was convinced that it was a good place to work. And, uh, that, that was it, really. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on the Bristol thing because I live in Bristol and it's an awesome place to live. So. I'm um, jealous. I live in Stevenage. I've been to Stevenage. It's not true. But yeah, no, it's, it's a really cool city, isn't it, Bristol? You know, lots of young professionals and stuff. So that's great. Yeah. And it sounds like the interview process really 
we did exactly what that, that day's meant to do. You know, a lot of people, I think, think of interviews as, you know, you're just being grilled by the company, but it really is your opportunity to find out about the employer as well and be very much two way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's great. And, you know, that's exactly what we, we want to hear. So that's fantastic. Um, so if you could give some hints and tips to a student who's applying to an internship or a graduate role, what sort of things would you, you say to them um, when they go through the process with MBDA? Okay, so things I tend to tell at careers fairs are um, look at all of the roles. We have, well, as you mentioned earlier, there are so many different roles. It's not one stream that you come in on. There are so many. So uh, look at the different roles. See what's right for you. Like Taylor said, you can apply to up to three. So you can um, kind of spread your chips in that way. Check what the deadlines and the entry requirements for those are don't leave it to the last minute because what we often do um, and we, what we did last year from what I understand is if we have plenty of candidates they might just shut off early yeah. and many companies do that companies that we speak to at careers I mean you'll know but it's, that is what happens um, so don't say oh, I'll leave it until the week before it'll be fine so definitely do that uh, make sure you are applying to the right position that you are eligible different uh, roles may have different requirements for your background Make sure you do your research, think about answers to things that are on the application form. The recruiters do read them, so use it as an opportunity to discuss you know, your team working, uh, your individual contributions, how you've overcome a challenge. Um, you know, they're all good things to demonstrate on the form, but make sure it is personal. Yeah? So you're a unique candidate, so tell them, like, prove that you're a unique candidate. Uh, do you have interesting hobbies, volunteering? Do you, do you ever work? Have you done an internship as a teacher before have you done an internship in a related industry that's all useful information the form might be quite large but fill out you know the space is there for a reason um you know there are lots of different sections fill them with your answers because that application form is your first barrier to getting any further so no matter how great you might be at an interview you've got to get through that first step so take your time um RTFQ is something that a teacher at school would say, and you always put it on my work all the time. So RTFQ was read the full question, think about it, <laughs> think about all of it, uh, and make sure you answer all of it. You know, this isn't like an interview where you're on the spot, you've got a lot of time to think about your answer, so there's not really an excuse for giving a poor answer. Um, so make sure you think about it. Um, and I don't recommend it, but I know that some people watching will probably have done this already, which is kind of fine. But if you are applying to lots of jobs that have similar questions on their application forms and you're kind of copy and pasting like template answers, really make sure that you go back, read the full question, yeah. and make sure that what you've put in is adjusted correctly to actually answer that question. Because if it's quite obvious that you're just copying and pasting something and you're going to get binned off straight away. Yeah. Um, and then really that's it you know check for typos um, maybe you know, use a spell checker perhaps if you're filling the form online you might want to use a separate you might use word or google docs or something to just do spelling and grammar checks because it's just something else that shows you've cared and you've taken the time to fill in the form um, and maybe you can get someone to help read through it as well so that's from applying top to bottom that's what i would recommend 
Amazing. I mean, I couldn't have put it better myself, Jamie. There's so much of that that I wish I could. Well, we will. We're just going to cut that bit out, probably. Yeah. For the next <laughs> um, webinars from that one. Exactly, yeah, that's exactly what you know. We we say to students as well. So coming direct from from you, that's been through the process, you know, really recently. I think that's fantastic guidance. You know, the thing about closing early is something that we always tell the students as well. See your role. Get your application in straight away. And all the other points. So that's fantastic. Thanks so much for that, Jamie. It's great to hear that. Sorry. <laughs> Sophie, can I ask um, a and yeah, like, question? Um, so just, Jamie, I know um, from your LinkedIn picture, but you uh, you, you DJ in your personal No, team? no, that's, um, that was at university. I did a lot of technical event work. So that was, our particular picture was doing lighting for acts. So we had people come in. Um, what was interesting was that was something that was brought up in my interview. Yeah, I was going to ask Yeah, so more than um, anything else, two things that were brought up in my interview were a small part-time job I had working at McDonald's for some yeah. reason. They were really interested in that. I don't know why, but I loved it. Uh, and then, yeah, the extracurricular stuff that I did at uni. So definitely put that down because you'll find that you might not have had a kind of full-time job before. Yeah. So your, your examples of problem-solving Kevin might not have come from a group project. It might have come from a sports team or like uh, a society you did at university. Yeah. Just as valid an answer. It shows that you're able to apply that way of thinking to anything. So there's definitely something to put down. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry, Cliff. I just wanted to get that across because I knew that Jamie yeah. did other things. So I just thought we're worth, worth having that on. Yeah, no, absolutely. And again, that's something that we say to students all the time, isn't it, Carly? You know, you've yeah. got that experience with part-time work or societies. Make sure that you are mentioning that in applications. So, yeah, brilliant. Um, I'm going to go over to Alice now. And we're going to find out a little bit more about your journey, because, again, you did a internship at MBDA. So let's start with you. You know, why did you choose MBDA in, when you were looking at your internships? Yeah, so Alice, you've, you've gone really quiet for me again. Let me go and grab her and she can talk through my screen. Oh, thanks, Becky. Yeah. <laughs> we work in the same place and we're next door to each other. <laughs> well done, Becky. We've got some sound issues with Alice today. We think it's because of the room that she's in, but Alice and Becky are actually next door to each other. So they're doing a quick switch. <laughs> we'll go from there. Alice, can we hit you? Yeah. All good. Yeah, okay. yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, thanks. <laughs> so, yeah, um, <laughs> so I uh, knew about MBDA um, growing up because I lived just down the road and uh, so I knew quite a few like friends parents who worked at the company um, when I was doing my A-levels um, which was just down the road my physics teacher actually organised us a little school trip and we got to go around the labs um, at MBDA in Stevenage um, and I remember remember walking around the labs and I was just like wow this is cool like I want to work here um because I was already interested in STEM and maths and physics and things so I was like yeah this is really cool so you know I went to university and then um I was doing an integrated master's so I knew it would be a great idea for me to do an internship be a great experience try and get a foot in the door um so I looked on the MBDA website I applied to as much as I possibly could in as many different departments as I was eligible because at that time I was like I don't really know what kind of engineering I want to do 
I was doing a physics course, which actually, when you go into the world of work, is quite generic. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I didn't really know what kind of engineering I wanted to do, but I was like, well, if I get in there, then, you know, that's a pretty good place to start. Um, so I applied for everything. Um, I got a call back from software asking for an interview. Um, so I went down that route. And in the interview, they were like, oh, why do you want to work in software specifically? I was completely honest with them. And I said, you know what? I don't know if I do, but I want to work for NVDA. And if you give me a chance, I will work hard because I know that I want to work here and I want to be an engineer. Mm-hmm. Um, so a few years down the line, I'm no longer in software. I found the part of engineering that I wanted to be in, but they still gave me that opportunity. And they knew that if they brought me into the company, I would find the right place for me within the company, which is mm-hmm. something that I found really, really important because I didn't want to be go into something and then almost be stuck in something that I wasn't sure about. Yeah. So I knew that with MBDA, yeah. I had the freedom to explore different avenues and decide and figure out where actually I wanted to be. Mm. That's brilliant that you were given that opportunity. And I think that kind of just shows as well that, you know, the employer really wants to see the passion for the, for the company. That is one of the most important things, not necessarily just your technical mm. abilities. But, you know, if you, you can say, you, you know, you known from the age of yeah, that you wanted to go and work for MBDA, that, you know, mm if you're given the opportunity you'd work hard and it's obviously yeah. you know, you've, you've proved that so that's great um so when you started your internship what kind of things um did you do during that internship um, experience so the internship was in software um so it was mainly coding in c++ mm-hmm. um going in uh, the only coding I'd ever done was in MATLAB at uni. Um, so it's very different to C++, as I now realise. Um, but I think the key thing for internships is they're not looking for you to be competent in the role that you're going into, because the point of an internship is for you to learn. Like, yes, you're there to do work, and you are doing real work. You're not just getting copies and things. You are doing real engineering work. But it's important to realise that they are looking for the in quote soft skills, you know, like the teamwork and the communication skills, because those are the things that can enable you to do the job. Mm-hmm. Because you have a degree or are doing a degree in relevant subjects, so they know you're clever and they know you're capable of the technical side of it. Yeah. But what they want to know is are you capable of learning the extra stuff, going the extra mile, doing the presentations, communicating with a customer, and things like that that you don't necessarily learn from a degree. So although it was a lot of technical work, it was a lot of learning how to do the technical work. Like I didn't actually output that much work at the end of it, but I learned so much going through, not only about how to do the technical job, how to code, how to write good software, but how the company works, how an engineering firm works, how a defence company works. I think that's really important. It's not just the technical side of things. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. You obviously decided yeah. that you definitely wanted to stay at MBDA and, come and retain as a graduate. Yeah. So how did that process work? You know, when you finished your internship, did you fast track? Did you get offered straight away? How did that process work? So um, I don't know how it works for different departments, but how they did it in software was basically they continually assess you um, throughout your three months there. And then at the end, they make a decision whether they would like to ask you back or whether they think you need to go and um, do some other work or get some more experience or do something else and then potentially could reapply. Um, So with me, they asked me back, which was great because there's nothing better than going into your final year at university knowing that you already have a job. (laughs) Um, 
there was a lot of jealousy from other people so it's, yeah. it's a really nice feeling I thoroughly recommend um so yeah it was a case of um basically proving myself throughout the, the three months to then hopefully get the the offer at the end so it meant that you didn't have to go through all the application process again like Becky said so I did it once the year before for the internship which meant in my final year I could then focus on doing the work and getting the degree rather than doing all the application process and interviews which take a lot of time yeah okay great what I'm going to do is I'm over to Jamie again but what I'm going to do is I'm going to stick with you Alice and go on to your life as a graduate now and your journey when since you've returned mm -hmm. when it's time to get Becky back we can switch you back over <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so you returned as a graduate so now you're a systems test engineer at MBDA um, and you've yeah. undertaken four placements so far, as far as I understand. Um, can you tell me a little yes. bit more about those particular placements? Yes. So I came back as a graduate in software engineering. Um, so the idea of the graduate scheme at MBDA is you tend to do three placements in your chosen department. So meet within three in software and then one external so a different part of the company to gain more knowledge about the business mm -hmm. um, when I got invited back to the grad scheme I asked then if I would be able to do two externals because I wasn't sure if I wanted to stay in software or not and they were quite happy to accommodate that so I knew off the bat I was going to do two in software and then two externals and mm -hmm. um, so my first placement, um, you don't get choice in your first placement because you don't know the company and you don't know what to choose. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Um, so they put you into your first placement, but they do try and suit it to the person. Um, so for me, they knew that I didn't have a software engineering degree. So I think they put me in a team with the um, school technical coordinator, the person who looks after the graduates. They put me in a team with them so that they could provide a little bit more help for me which was really, really useful. So I really enjoyed my first placement. It was um, on a uh, launcher system. So something that integrates between our missile and, you know, an aircraft, uh, um, you know, ship, uh, other kind of land launcher. Um, so that was really cool. So it was mainly um, C++ coding, but it was great to see how, you don't realize how big these like systems are until you actually work on them. And it's like, wow. And you see all the architecture that goes into it. So that was really cool. Amazing. Um, so my next placement, I had to kind of a look around the department, talk to some of the other graduates, see what they liked about their placements, what they didn't like, because um, you've got a few iterations of graduates kind of in the year above you that you can ask to see what placements they liked. Yeah. Um, so my next placement, I went into um, it's called actuators. So they're the little fins on the back of the missile that uh, change the direction. Um, so they need software in them to, you know, make sure they're pointing the right way. Um, so my next placement was in actuator software um, and that the reason I chose that was because there was going to be a lot more work in the labs um, doing making sure the boards were programmed for other um, testing and things like that so my first placement was very at a computer writing code and the next placement was much more labs based so I kind of wanted that contrast. Um, my third placement um, here in Stevenage, we actually have quite a few different companies all in the little row. And over the road, we have Airbus. So having done a degree in physics with astronomy, I was like, oh, it'd be cool to go to Airbus for six months. So I was like, ask a question, see what happens. Worst I can do is say no. 
Um, and they were like, well, if you can organize it and get someone to take you over there for six months, then yeah, sure, why not? We'll pay you to go and work on a different project for six months. And yeah, I managed to do that. I made a contact over there and um, got to work on software for the Mars rover six months which was pretty cool oh, brilliant. Um, so yeah I think it just goes to show that there's so much scope within the grant scheme here that it really is what you make of it and the worst they're going to do is say no yeah so you may as well ask the question um so that was really cool really good to experience not only working on the Mars rover um but also how a different but quite similar company does things yeah. so it was really good to get kind of so often you think you look at a different company you're like oh maybe the grass is greener mm-hmm. um it's really nice to be able to get that kind of contrast and see what you value in the company that you work for mm-hmm. i think that's you don't see that at this stage you've only ever worked for one company like how do you know that mm-hmm. so that was a really really good experience to see yeah. um my final placement because um, I wasn't sure if I wanted to stay in software and at this point I still wasn't sure <laughs> having done 18 months in software I was like I think it was a case of I kind of knew that it wasn't for me but hadn't found where else I fit in yet um, and Becky had actually already done a placement in Seeker um, systems so the Seeker is like the front of the missile that kind of decides where it's going to go um, so she'd already done a placement there and was like I think I think you'd really enjoy it I think it's right up your street so I trusted her and I gave it a go um, and really enjoyed it actually. Um, so I really wanted to do things like going on trials and testing and basically seeing if the systems that we as a company had made actually work. Mm. Um, so part of the um, Seeker systems testing is you take the um, Seeker and you go test it. Basically you gather all this data, you test and model it and see if it works. And that's something I was really interested in. Um, that was the plan for the placement that I started in March. Obviously, a lot of that didn't happen because of COVID. Um, but what I really liked about the department was that they were so accommodating in finding me other things that were still interesting to do that I could do from home. Um, so I made like a, a tool for data analysis in MATLAB, um, which was, I'd used MATLAB a bit at uni, but not to that extent. So that was a really good experience. And I also ended up doing some design work, which I wasn't expecting to do in a grad scheme, um, which was kind of terrifying, but like a really great learning experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and after the six months in the Seeker systems, I was like, you know what? I like the culture and I like the team and the work's interesting. And I think for me, as much as liking the work, the team and the culture that you're part of is so important and when you're in the grad scheme you get to try different teams different departments and see what works for you and i think for me the team really clicked in the um Seeker system so i decided to stay and here i am they let me stay so <laughs> that's good that's an absolutely incredible journey over like you know it's, was it <laughs> six months so, six months yes yeah, so yeah. two years so, yeah how much like, a lot. incredible amount of experience over those different placements you know go like you said yeah. going to work for Airburst and then the two the three different departments at MBDA it just sounds like yeah. you've gathered so much knowledge there and again it's continually just guided you towards you know what area of engineering and what area of MBDA is going to be absolutely right for you and it's so nice to hear yeah. that you've landed in a team that's you know really you feel like you really really fit into and that yeah definitely about MBDA as well about you know that they will help you and kind of place you where where they think you will be right yeah. Is trying to absolutely 
Fantastic. Um, so moving on from that, and I think the culture stuff that we've just talked about, Alice, actually um, leads on to this quite nicely, that work-life balance is really important to you um, and really Im important to MBDA. Um, and will be something that our listeners probably want to hear about and it's something that's becoming more and more important to them. You know, they want to hear about that side of things from employers. Mm -hmm. um, so can you tell us a little bit more about the sort of things that you get involved in with MBDA that are outside of your day-to-day -day job, if you like? Yeah, um, so at MBDA, they do a lot of STEM outreach stuff. Um, so you get the opportunity to help out with things like um, Robot Rumble. So you get to go and mentor a school um, and basically build a robot um, that you then compete in, in like a big kind of all singing, all dancing tournament, which is really cool. Um, so that was really fun. Um, great experience. Really enjoyed it. Um, also, there's like a million STEM out there. There's so much STEM outreach. You constantly get an email like, can you help with this? And you're like, yeah, it's fun. Of course I will. Um, another one is um, Glider Challenge. So we get um, teams from local schools to come into MBDA and in the morning, we give them kind of a series of seminars about um, materials, aerodynamics, um, like business, like loads of different areas. Then in the afternoon, they have to design and make their own glider out of the materials that they can buy with their allotted budgets from our little MBDA shop. Um, yeah, so that, that was really fun. Um, uh, me and Becky both did that last year. Um, and then this year... Well, I was supposed to be leading that challenge, so I would have been in charge of the whole thing, um, which has been a really great experience. But again, COVID, so it's um, been postponed at the moment. Um, we were hoping to do it in October, but I think that might now be pushed back till next year. We'll see. Um, but also being part of um, career days. Um, I don't know, just so much stuff, I can't even think. <laughs> so many different things we need to. Like sports teams and things like that at MBDA as well. Yeah, so MBDA have um, their own kind of little sports leagues. So I think there's like a football one, and I think there's a there was a netball. Was there a netball one? Okay, there was a netball one. There's basketball, um, and there's a cricket one as well. So anyone who knows me knows that I love cricket. That's what I spend my entire life doing. Um, so they have like a little inter-department cricket tournament each year which is really fun um not only do you get to go and play cricket because for me that's a win um but you also get to meet people from other departments that you wouldn't normally um it's just it's just really relaxed and fun um and just the fact they do they put the company invest money into things like that i think shows you how much they value the work-life balance how much they value the team aspect and employees actually enjoying what they do and where they work I think that's really, really important. Yeah, that's lovely. Thank you so much. Really good insight from your journey from start to finish, you know, where you are now. And it's, it's really nice to hear that. And it's going to be so valuable for our audience to, to understand really, you know, what that journey's like. You know, if you do an internship, come back as a grad, you know, what sort of placements you could be doing yeah. in, in that sort of area. So thank you so much for that, Alice. Um, I'm going to scoot no over to Amy now and then get obviously come back to Becky when you guys manage to swap, swap over. Um, but we're going to start with you, Jamie, now, just to find out a little bit more about, you know, your journey, because you are a systems engineer um, at MBDA now. Yep. Um, so can you tell me a little bit more about, you know, your placement so far um, and how you feel about working for a defence company? 
Okay, so I'll brush over my placements so far. So in 2016, I did my undergrad, and that was in emerging technologies, looking at AI and machine learning, uh, which was excellent, great opportunities, going to conferences, going to training, going to learn all about that and help uh, kickstart that move in, our, in the company. Um, when I returned, I returned to the same um, kind of home department, and was working on some of our newer technologies, which I can't really talk about. Um, oh. Yeah, well, that's the way it is. Um, and then moving on to working on installation. So that was a complete change for me. That was actually the first time I'd ever worked on uh, missiles, considering we're a missile company. Um, it was always on other technologies before that. And now I'm moving in to support our uh, mission planning team who work quite closely again with our customers and in uh, using my products. I can't really mention more than that. Nope. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I mean, like Alice just explained really well, and Becky mentioned earlier, um, so many of those outreach opportunities that I get involved in, uh, you know, to help with career days, um, sitting on local panels in Bristol, talking to young students, deciding do they want to go into apprenticeships, do they want to go into uh, full-time work to university, those kind of things. Um, help run our company induction process for new starters, so I might spend part of my day uh, facilitating induction sessions or um, organising or liaising with our new starters, making sure they feel welcome. So we've just had like 170 grads come in a couple of weeks ago so preparing for their induction process so alongside kind of like you know day to day wear so many other different hats as well yeah yeah um, did you ask about working for a defense company yeah yeah how, yeah how do you feel about that about that you know a lot of people might be wondering whether it's right for them yeah so um i wonder if, how becky and alice feel about this but i for me, I think you're amazed actually at how detached you can feel from it being a defence company. Um, the example I tend to give to people is that you could be designing a software tool or a physical component that could be going in a car, it could be going in an aircraft, it could be going in a torch. You know, it's actually almost irrelevant most of the time. It just happens that a long way down the line it's going to end up in a missile. Um, or your software tool might not even have anything to do with defense. It could just be engineering management. So perhaps you're doing asset tracking, for example. So you know, it's completely separate. Um, you know, of course, it's not exactly a secret that the context is defense. And sometimes it is important when you're thinking about the customer. But the point I'm trying to make is it's not in your face. Um, sometimes people like to hear that defense isn't, is actually defense. Um, it's not always an attack, uh, but you know, mismanagement it's just a fact of life. Um, you have to make your own judgment on that. Uh, of course, everyone has their own morals. Everyone has their own viewpoints or political opinion on it. No one is in the business business of convincing you to change your view. If you think it's right for you, then great. If you think it's an issue for you, then no company should try and convince you otherwise. In my opinion, um, if any company tries to change your view on what some people hold as quite a close moral um, standard. And then to me, that's a red flag. Um, it is a very serious question that we get asked at careers fairs quite often, but yeah. actually probably already know your own individual answer. Okay. Thank you, Jamie. That's a really 
really well thought out answer that and something that you know will give our our audience probably quite a lot of food for thought there so that's great um so i know i'm kind of going to ask you a question i don't know how much you're going to be able to tell me but i know you have to be careful about kind of what you can tell us but can you tell us if you can what was your favorite project um that you've worked on and some details about that even if you can be vague yeah <laughs> Um, oh, you go and announce that, Becky. Would you mind just putting your um, yourself on mute? I'm getting a lot of feedback from your computer. Is that okay? Thanks, my love. Sorry, Jamie. Just so we can hear clearly. That's fine. Really. That's fine. <laughs> Thank um, so, what I'll probably do is kind of describe like a favourite moment. Mm. Um, so, for me, that was when I was working on ship installation. It was the opportunity to go on ship. For me, it was the first time on board, so it's quite special. It's quite exciting. Um, it was a new experience and it's not something you often get to do. You know, not everyone can say they've been able to basically have free reign over a warship. Being wow. like, I think it was one of four people on board at night and just like wandering about. It was a very cool experience. Yeah. Um, and what was important actually about that was it allowed me to make a connection between design and delivery. Mm. I think in defence it can be quite difficult. Um, because of how locked down everything is, it's very hard to be able to see something all the way through sometimes. Yeah. So to be able to go out into the field and see something that you've seen that down on paper and actually see it in real life can actually really help connect some dots. Mm -hmm. So for me, that really helped kind of tie everything up from that particular placement. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Jamie. I am... Um... I'm conscious that I'm going to run over Carla's timeline in a minute. So I'm just going to scoot across to Becky because I've got want to ask her a few questions. But that was really useful to hear, you know, about your experiences um, there. And, you know, that project just sounds so cool. I'm very jealous. <laughs> so, um, Becky, um, coming back to you, I know we started with you. We're, we're going to we're going to finish with you. Um, you have been nominated for some absolutely incredible awards during your time at MBBA. Um, and worked on some really awesome sort of technical achievements as well. So I was just hoping you could give us a, a bit of an overview about those awards and those, those technical aspects as well. Um, that would be great. Yeah, sure. Um, so essentially, I started my um, placement in actuated software like Alice did, but I got the outstanding opportunity to go to France and reprogram these things live in, in lab facilities over there. So it meant I had to learn some French real quick. <laughs> um, <laughs> so from going out there, I mean, th this was three weeks into me starting at work and they were scrabbling for someone to, to get it together. And I said, well, chuck me in the deep end and I'll give it a good go. But you better be on call because I'm not going to know what to do otherwise if you don't, if it goes badly wrong. And then, yeah, I won a reward and recognition from the, from the company there. I didn't actually win it from software. I won it from the design authority in electronic engineering, which was, which was really lovely. I got a nice hundred quid to spend on whatever I want. Um, and that was really nice. I took my partner up, up the shard, which was lovely for a nice meal. Um, and then, yeah, my second placement, I went and did Seekers. So where Alice wasn't sure for a long time what she wanted to do, uh, I, I spent about a week in software and went, nope. This isn't my bag I'm gonna try and find something else so I found my seekers placement and I went and started doing quite a heavy coding placement again and I thought this is not it either so I said to the to my manager look you're doing a load of trials campaigns I've just written a, a seekers a scan algorithm I want to go and prove that at the trial and he said uh, no and I said why <laughs> and he did that so I said well can you go and ask the trials manager and I managed to wrangle a spot on on the quarry trials so we went 
to um, a quarry site, which I can't say where that is in the UK. And we, we put a load of different targets in the middle of a turntable. And we, we ran the seeker and it, it picked up loads of different targets that, that it might be able to see when it's out in battle. And that, that was really, really cool. We won a business award for that for, for Team Spirit. We've got four, five core values at MBDA and Team Spirit's one of those. So uh, there was supposed to be an awards night in March, but COVID cancelled that. So I'm a little bit gutted about that, if I'm honest. <laughs> but yeah, so we won that business award, which was lovely. Yeah. Um, I'm also very yeah. STEM heavy, as I alluded to earlier, and did a lot of the STEM stuff with Alice. And we did something called Aircraft Reconnaissance Challenge, which was RAF Hen- Hendon. So we... We went to the RAF base, we, we got to show the kids around where all, all the jets were, where all of our missiles were on show, and we did essentially the glider challenge, but in an RAF base. And for that, we got a Runners-Up a runners People Award for our STEM outreach program, because we chose not to choose schools from Hertfordshire where possible. We chose underprivileged schools on, on the north of London, so that we could get more people understanding who MBDA are as, as a company. So we, yeah, we were we were runners up for a business uh, for a people award on that and got a nice pot of money to go out, but we still haven't been able to spend it because of COVID. Um, yeah, it's been a bit of a shame, but there you go. Um, so I had a bit of an unusual third placement. I was actually planning to do a placement at our Bolton site as a bit of an external, but I got an opportunity to be a software project leader, which is um, quite a high up position in the business. And from doing that, I was leading nine different test equipment programs which is in a French centre of excellence again, so my French came into play, going back and forth to France, um, building a relationship with our French colleagues across the NATCOs, and that was, a, that was a great success, which then built me into this last uh, proving p- uh, position that I'm in now with Seekers, and I'm now a, a project leader on that, so I've come off the scheme on a, on a really nice position, and it was, it was really lovely accolade again to win Graduate of the Year at MBDA, which was, which was fantastic, so... My technical coordinator and my friend nominated me, and, and yeah, they, they awarded me the award, which was fantastic, really. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, it was, it was a nice little, nice little pat the back for doing well in, in the graduate scheme, I guess. <laughs> yeah, there's um, a few external awards as well. So uh, my boss has nominated me for an award in the Emerging Talent category in the Women in Defence Awards, and I've also been nominated for the uh, Young Woman Engineer of the Year Award for the IET. So that's awesome as well. I'm waiting to hear back on those, but not holding out any hope because I'm up against some stiff competition. So <laughs> yeah, it just proves that they fund you, you know, and they, they proper push you. They want you to develop and they want you to represent the business as fast as humanly possible. So that's, that's what I do. I do most of my job in the office, but I do a hell of a lot of STEM outreach and going to careers fairs and, and whatnot to, to yeah. show everyone yeah. how great our business is. That's brilliant. Um, it's so nice, you know, thinking how we first spoke to you right at the beginning of the webinar, you know, your passion and your wanting to work with people of different ages and how MBDA have allowed you to continue that throughout your, your professional career as well. Um, and then the amazing achievements you've had over the last few years and, you know, the technical aspects of your job as well. So that's been brilliant to hear, Becky. So thank you so much for that. Um, no I am now going to hand back to Carla but again thank you Jamie, Alice, Becky it's been great hearing for you it's been absolutely fascinating for me to hear I know Carla's been working with MBDA for a long time but I, I haven't known as much um, so it's been really really interesting to hear from you guys about your experiences so back to Carla 
Thank you very much, sir. Thank you, everybody. And um, so, yeah, I want to finish the webinar with Taylor, if that's okay with you, Taylor. So, um, Jamie, I know we said at the end that Taylor might be covering hints and tips, and I don't know if you've got any other ones that you'd want to add, because um, Jamie did an absolute sterling job on the hints and tips before. <laughs> yeah. I think you've got a job at Grad Cracker, Jamie, to be honest. Um, so, Taylor, if we could finish with you, um, and just for you to go through the recruitment process, if, that, if that's all right. Yeah, so um, as Carla mentioned at the beginning, um, you can apply via our Grad Cracker Hub. Um, make sure you do go on there, read all of the information that's on there before applying. It will really help you to answer the questions on our application form. It might be worthwhile you viewing the videos that are on there as well, all about us. Um, as Carla mentioned earlier as well, all of our roles are literally open this week. So get on there and you'll see all of the roles um, and you'll have more of a vast um, choice over what you apply to um, kind of from application what happens is uh, you apply then you'll uh, within a week be sent to do an online test it's verbal numerical and diagrammatic you'll probably be sent that by most companies and so you'll get really used to doing those um, make sure you utilize the practice questions that are on there before you start the test um, you'll only need to do the test once even if you apply to three roles it's the same test for every role um, if you pass the test, um, then your application will be sent through to the managers of the department that you've applied to. Um, they'll review your application, decide whether they want to invite you to an assessment day. Um, the assessment days run between November and March, so it is quite a big window. So if you don't hear from us, don't kind of think that you haven't been selected. It's just that we get a lot of applications and we do need to sift through all of them. So just try and be patient with us. Um, then what happens is if you're invited to an assessment day, um, this year we've actually had to go to virtual assessment days, um, like I'm sure most companies have done because of social distancing. Um, it also helps kind of with, with the graduates and applicants side as well, that they don't need to arrange travel, don't need to pay out for costs, um, don't need to miss any university lectures. Um, we used to find that people couldn't come to assessment days because they had presentations at uni. Um, so that helps with that. Um, our assessment days are actually strengths-based assessment days rather than competency-based assessment days. So if you've not heard of strengths-based assessments, please make sure that you look up what that means because um, they are quite different. Um, a lot of companies are moving to strengths-based as well, so it will be useful for when you're applying to other companies as well. Uh, one thing about our assessment days, um, we are told that they, the assessment day is fun and interesting, which is not what people expect. Yeah. So as Carla mentioned earlier, it's not about grilling you. We want you to find out about us as well as you find us find out about you. Tell us all about those extra things you've done on the assessment day. Um, and our, our assessment day is actually just won a recognition award as well um, for the design of it and the implementation of it. So it shows again that different things that you bring in to the company, any innovation or innovative ideas that you bring in, and that you will be rewarded for those as well. Um, following the assessment day, we always give feedback over the phone. Um, whether you're successful or unsuccessful, we always make sure it's a phone call. Um, it's really important that you get that constructive feedback so you know either if you've got the job, why you got it, and still some improvements potentially, or if you didn't get the role, what you did well, and those extra things that you could have done to, to improve on. 
Um, if you are successful, then we have a, an onboarding process. So um, we'll assign you with a buddy, which is someone that's already on the scheme, so they can support you through that journey of starting. Um, then we also have a Facebook group. Uh, we'll join that with all of the other new starters so you can start looking for people to house share with or just to see who else is going to be on the scheme with you. Um, and then we also have a pre-joining event in June, July time so that you can put some faces, some names to faces, faces to names, um, and kind of see, hear more about the company. Um, and that usually if you're able to come to site, you can see more of the site um, and look for house sharing on that day as well because you'll be in the local area. Um, I think that's everything. Brilliant. Thank you, Taylor. And then have you got any hints and tips or are you confident that Jamie's covered them all? <laughs> it's taking I think, a job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Jamie pretty much covered them all. Um, yeah. I think just, just the main things is just make sure you really do research the company and the role. Yeah. Make sure you really get across how much you want the role. Mm. Make yourself stand out from other people, showing those extracurricular things that you've done um you might not have succeeded at something so say you you're talking about a team project and it, it actually didn't go well that's just as interesting it doesn't always have to be a positive experience it can be it didn't go well but this is what I learned from it and yeah. we're interested in things like that as well um and just making sure you're you're really reading those questions and using that word count um sometimes we get people that apply um and we'll put one sentence to the question and we just think why didn't you use the full word count um you had so much opportunity um so i think that's the only other tips that i would add thank you taylor no it's been it's been brilliant i've really really enjoyed this webinar i mean i think yeah. that's the experiences that you've all had um, and you know that the awards that you've won and everything else has been brilliant so thank you all very much for taking the time um, out to, to speak to us today thanks to the audience as well for joining us um, hope you've all found it useful we haven't mentioned, managed to break any of the secrets um, through MBD but I will keep trying and if I ever get there I will go down to Stevenage again and I will try and break in somewhere and take a few <laughs> how are you going to get yourself arrested? <laughs> It's all part of it. It's all part of working at Grad Cracker. Um, <laughs> so I will try and get a secret out there. Um, but yeah, so thanks very much. Thanks very much for listening, everybody. Don't forget, like Taylor said, um, the opportunities are open. So please go and have a look. There's lots of internships, lots of graduate opportunities that you can apply for. And um, next week, I will be joined by Jessica. She's, she's, she's back on the webinars with me for a couple of weeks. Um, and we are going to meet STFC. So don't forget, you can re-watch this. I mean, what Taylor said about going on the hub and doing the research, making sure that you watch the videos and everything else. Don't forget that you can re-watch the webinar and that will be on the hub as well. And Jamie's section will probably be on the Grad Cracker homepage next week. Hints and tips from Jamie <laughs> at MBDA. Um, so that will probably appear there. Um, but yeah, so hopefully you enjoyed it and we'll see you again next week. See you soon, everyone. Peter, thank you. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye, everyone.